brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, welcome to the Triforce Podcast, where we talk about video games, we talk about movies, anime now, apparently. Yeah, we're fucking multimedia at this point. That alone is going to get us copyright. Watch the show. No. <laughs> hey, man. What up? How's it going? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, going I'm good, not going to lie. I've had a, had a bit of a rough one today. Oh, shit. You all right? Uh, yeah, one, but one could say I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown, breakdown. Breakdown, breakdown! Exactly. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's the low-hanging fruit for the intro this It's episode. all good. Um, you, Nicole actually did that to me the other day. She walked in, she's just, like, really, really tired from, from school. And she's just like, I'm like, what's the matter, honey? And she's like, I'm having a breakdown, breakdown, da-da-da-da. <laughs> Like, no. That diamond was not unbreakable that oh, day. Oh <laughs> god, it was broken as hell. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's real. It's real. Uh, the burnout at, at this time of year, I, fi- I find, is so real. Like the like the, just before it's like summertime and like hot to go do stuff. Oh yeah, um, I mean, like I you're think. you both are teachers. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I you know what? I, I'll say I wanted to be a teacher when I was in high school, and I yeah. I taught a class one time, and I abandoned that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fuck America's youth. <laughs> I, I, I want to keep my sanity intact. I don't know how you do it. But, I'm going to project my voice to hundreds of people. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to yeah. do the same thing, but for adults who like video games. Yeah, no, I feel like if you talk about any job um, in, out of context, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Oh, of like, course. Absolutely. A security guard is what I, what I do, you know, yeah. and that job out of context is insane. I sit around and do nothing un- and unless something happens, in which case it's batshit crazy. Right. So, right, and I I noticed that a lot of JoJo characters, for the most part, don't have like jobs. Like yeah! their job is being a stand user. Like they're normally pretty young. Like Jotaro was a student, 
Jonathan was a young man. Joseph, you know, was kind of born into this prophecy that he had to. Joseph you know, Joestar didn't have to work a goddamn day in his life. That man True. did not ho hold an honest paying job ever because he's a fucking Joestar. And, yeah. like, you know, they were born rich, you know? So, but, you know, you take Tony O'Trendy, he's a chef. Like, that's, you have to recognize the parts of the earth that people can eat. Yes. And combine them in the right way that doesn't kill them. <laughs> that's such a weird way to describe food. I know, dude. I know, I know. I think about Rohan. He's a manga artist. Oh, right? I like, unfortunately you think have about to, him. Uh, make people vividly hallucinate. Really. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, you do. And that's your job, and you have to do it better than other people. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. So if you like had to like, you know, you know, getting a job is how you get money. Obviously, how you afford nice stuff. I think that's why we do it. That's the only reason to do it. Oh yeah. Um. So if you were getting cheated out of your money, you might, you might, you might go a little crazy. A little um, bit, a little bit. Oh, but uh, you know, as usual, um, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna start things off. Here's the thing: Kishibe <laughs> Rohan, yeah. once again, one of his greatest hits. I think he doesn't go crazy. He been crazy like this. <laughs> This is the man who, like, the intro episode ate a spider after stabbing it in front of, like, oh, I wonder what it tastes like and eating it. Like, this is a fucking freak of a man. Like, this is like, oh, God, in the most, like, classic 80s term, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think that, like, we stopped at an episode that was, like, it made sense for us in the, in the moment. Yes. But I think we have to kind of review where we left off last time. Yes, 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 yes. Um, which uh, was Josuke and Rohan have been playing some some CeeLo, uh in uh, for for money, and Josuke is 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 just taking him to the cleaners. He's just absolutely crushing him because the dice are actually our alien friend uh, Mikitaka. So and he doesn't that's, quite that's where we left off. He doesn't quite understand that like. He Josuke doesn't want to win by a huge amount. Uh, yeah. He just wants to win in general. And Mikitaka is just keeping throwing him the absolute best possible roles all yeah. the time. Then Josuke is like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Stop yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why you don't trust an alien to help you gamble. But that's yeah, what I don't know. Someone who literally, someone who literally came to this earth mere hours ago i don't know yeah probably doesn't have the best doesn't probably not not the best person to bring to vegas of you know? course um, so uh we have we have episode 28 uh in the series episode 102 overall um we've got uh highway star part one or in the english dub of course highway go go part one i kind of like that name you know, it's Highway Go Go. Yeah, it's it's not Highway Star. You know, Highway Star sounds amazing, but like it's cool. It's yeah. one of the cooler like connections of the stand to a song name. Yeah, really cool. yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. The Highway stand, Star, oh, awesome. The stand itself is fucking weird, but like, but like it's also very powerful. Like, oh, it's, it's a also... very powerful stand. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, some usually the stands like correlate to the theme of the stand or at least right. in, in golden wind bit. they do you know but like yeah. you know highway go-go is fucking weirdo 
You know, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a weirdo. But like, like we unfortunately don't get to talk about Highway Star just yet. No, because we're we still not. on this CeeLo game. Yes. So um becoming suspicious of Josuke's winning streak, Rohan, I believe, does the sensible thing. And stabs his own finger while staking two million yen against Josuke's finger to determine how he is cheating. <laughs> Z, picture if you will. We're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. We're just throwing a cardboard around, you know? We're just, yeah, we're just yeah. having a good yeah, time, yeah, yeah. you know? You draw a double evolution pill, or you draw, like, your um, unbelievable combo starter. And then you draw right. another one. And you so draw another one. After. And then you draw another yeah. one. You, yeah. you just keep doing it. And... In uh, instead of like going, oh, did you shuffle your deck, or can I can I cut your deck one more time? I just take out a cleaver and lop off my hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's the sensible thing, right? You know, I just dump it all over the table and say, here, I'm gonna give you this two million dollar check for you to heal, for you to put my hand back together. If I can't figure out how you're cheating. You had better draw direct impact right now. (laughs) (laughs) If I can't figure out how you pulled that, if I can't figure out your next card, I will give you $2 million for you to repair my hand. Yeah, ridiculous, dude. Not only this, he somehow makes a phone call to call Kobayashi. (laughs) When did he do that? The motherfucker with the lock stand, like, (gasps) as an official to prevent Josuke from playing normally. When the fuck did he do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is well before texting. We were... We never saw him off screen. Ever. No. No, no, no. Ridiculous. Oh, God. Kobayashi puts the lock on Josuke so that if he cheats, he'll feel bad about it and the lock will activate. So... Yeah. um, Just... Just as Mikitaka becomes unnerved by sirens, and as we remember, Mikitaka fucking hates sirens. Well, he's allergic uh, he's, to them. He's allergic to them, yeah. Like, but like they like distress him, obviously. But then they, no, they literally to grow make him. Shit. They literally make him grow a rash. Like they, he makes yeah. them break out in hives. Yeah. So yeah. The, the dice start to break out in hives and shit. And this is well before the fact that like Josuke's been uh, Rohan's been throwing him around, so he starts vomiting because he's dizzy. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild episode. But nothing yeah. is as wild as this plot point. Yep. Uh, just before Mikitaka becomes unnerved by sirens and starts to lose his transformation, Rohan is distracted upon discovering that he somehow accidentally set his house on fire. Oh no! Just Th- there's a there's a perfect somehow literal hot dice here. By the way. Uh, Literal hot dice. <laughs> you know, I'll give myself that one. Thank you. I mean, Mikitaka is is a lovely looking man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Ro- Rohan was distracted lit- upon. Yeah, Rohan left the magnifying glass that he was looking right. at the dice for. That's uh, right. He left it on the that. porch, and the magnifying glass with. The light amplified from the magnifying glass, which was on the ground, by the way, lit his house on fire. I can't believe that Araki is not, hasn't been charged with a crime. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. Tell me you've never burned anything with a magnifying glass without telling me you've never burned anything with a magnifying glass. Tell me you've never burned somebody's house down before. (laughs) Like, why do you know this, Hirohiko? Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Uh, but this allows Josuke to escape without his cheating being discovered. 
wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. And then he fixes his pinky on the way out, and Rohan's like, fuck you, I didn't ask you to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> Rohan, now is not the time. That's the most Vegeta thing on Earth. That's <laughs> the, it really is the Vegeta of this series. Fuck you, I didn't ask you to help me. Oh my god, I'm like, Rohan, is now the time. Your house is ablaze, sir. Your, your house, paper. your like- place of business... <laughs> Your livelihood is ablaze. Is now the time. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Meanwhile, our boy Hayato, who is the son of the man whose Kira is currently occupying, um, uses hidden cameras to spy on Kira. The next day, while riding a bus through Futatsumori Tunnel with Josuke, Rohan spots a window to a room, revealing a man cutting off a woman's hand. This, belie- this leads Rohan to believe that it may be Kira. So Futatsumori Tunnel, I looked it up, it is not a real place, but it would be pretty sick if it was. I know there was a recreation of it at the JoJo exhibit, I think, but yeah, Futatsumori Tunnel, wild. Yeah. I thought it was the stand for a while. Yeah, weird, that like, would have been room cool. In the, in the tunnel. Yeah, that would have been really, really cool if they could do that. Well, they, they've done some crazy stands like that, but like, no, no like giant area stands this season you know yeah, no 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 no. and this stand is 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 kind of more about how much area you can get between yourself and i guess it. this is the closest we'll get honestly to a giant yeah. area stand yeah the next day uh so rohan returns to the tunnel and discovers that the room is an illusional trap a nutrient sucking stand Ooh. <laughs> Highway star. If relinquished was a stand. Literally. Attacks <laughs> Rohan. Um, yeah, it's literally a pair of feet. Yeah. It's a pair of feet. And, no, oh, yeah. when it's in the room, it's the whole man. This but is show he, feet the stand. Show feet the stand. Uh, Rohan uh, gets trapped in the room, but when Josuke comes to the tunnel, Highway star tries to use Rohan to lure Josuke into the room so that he can track his scent. Ooh. Moronic. God, it's so weird. It's just the the feet smelling around. I'm like, yeah, Ah! no, no. Yeah, dude, that that was, it was wild. I agree. Um, So when Josuke comes into the tunnel, ignoring Rohan's warnings, Rohan uses Heaven's Door to send him flying out of the tunnel. Doesn't only ignore, actively goes against, like, just... (sighs) Good lord. I think, I think he said something like, I know that was a reason I hated you. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, like, he's like, if you're telling me to leave, clearly that means I have to come in. And he's like, you God, dense I, motherfucker. He's like, I hate you so much. <laughs> it is it. You know, you know how you're, yeah, I know. Like, you got that friend and you just sort of just like I, I feel like I feel like definitely you are the Kishibe Rohan to my Josuke. <laughs> like please you're anything do- but what I am saying you- goes through you. Oh my god. It's it's amazing. Holy yeah. shit. So um when Josuke comes into the tunnel, uh Rohan sends him flying out with Heaven's Door, urging him to flee from Highway Star and find the stand user in order to defeat the stand. However, as Josuke flees, he discovers various <laughs> pairs of feet following him closely. <laughs> the, the fucking way they run is so, it's so stupid. Good. It's so stupid. It's like you've got feet on, like, <laughs> like 
it, it looks like they were animated in the 50s. That's <laughs> the, it's like the most rubber hose animation oh, on Earth. God, it looks like Rayman, but just feet. Like, like flubber, it's, bro. It's so good. Ridiculous. Um, leaving us to Highway Star Part 2 or Highway Go-Go Part 2. Um, however... Uh, I will say, you know how you said you like, you, you kind of like Highway Go-Go, you're kind of charmed by it? Yeah, it's it's fun. It's weird, but it's fun. Uh, have you heard it used in the English dub? No. No, I have Dude, not. It's, it is it is good stuff, because Rohan is, like, trying to, like, fearfully explain to Josuke what the stand's name is and, like, what it does. And you have to hear Rohan speaking through Heaven's Door. So it's not Rohan's voice. And he has to hear him say, his stand's name is Highway Go-Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little... It's it's weird. It, it's so hard for a voice actor to sound serious during this show. Right. But they do so well. Yeah, they do. Especially Ray Chase in part five. Oh, Ray having Chase. To, having to scream Zipper Man. Yeah. <laughs> 40 episodes. <laughs> awful. Awful. It's so, so funny to think that Ray Chase is also Roy from Fire Emblem. That <laughs> fucking yeah. kills me, man. A lot of connections, man. Oh, yeah. Um, believing there is a connection between Highway Star's user and the tunnel, Josuke contacts Koichi, who suspects the user is someone hospitalized from a tra traffic accident stealing nutrients to heal himself. Just absolutely just calls calls the whole plot. Josuke's like, Koichi, I need you to look up people recently hospitalized from Futatsumori Tunnel. I'm yeah. like, what? As as a security guard at a hospital myself, that is a no. <laughs> you can't just fucking do that. You can't just call up and be like, is anybody is anybody here in this room? It's like, no. Oh um, god. Who are you? Like <laughs> It, that is such a, such a law violation. <laughs> like you cannot do that. Holy uh, shit, man! No, 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 that's various laws actually. Um, so it, it, wouldn't you know it? Uh, Josuke makes his way to the hospital while keeping ahead of Highway Star. Koichi identifies the stand user as Yuya Fungami. Uh, despite being caught by Highway Star upon reaching Yuya's room. Um, so I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're actually gonna roll this back real quick before, before we go on to the, um, the, the kind of climax of this episode. Um, Josuke has to travel a certain amount of speed to stay away from Did you guys ever watch the movie Speed? Uh, is that the one that you're comparing this to? Because yes. go ahead, but like, yeah. I also have another one. <laughs> if if the bus goes below 50 miles an hour, we all die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's yeah, speed. Yeah, it's the yeah, plot yeah, of yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a solid reference. That's except solid instead reference, of a yeah. bomb okay. strapped to the bus, it's disembodied feet chasing. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get you. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched a horror movie called It Follows. No, I haven't. So there's a, a movie called It Follows, and it's literally the whatever, the, like, the monster of the film, like, the big bad presence or entity is constantly following you. Ooh. So I, I watched that movie when it came out, when it, I, was, I was in college, probably. And I gotta tell you, like, I, I must have looked like 
I was like practicing for like the you know you spin me right round video. I was not my my head was on a swivel for weeks because <laughs> I was like whatever that thing is is following me. Like I know it's a film, but now it's real. <laughs> like you know, so like it no matter what you do, it follows. You know? oh, like, he tries dude. to like get away from it and it follows him. Like he tries to hide and it follows him. I just so it's. That yeah. is the that is the craziest fucking fear that I have. Like I have I have this really crazy fear of like, you know, you know that joke with the snail? It's like, oh, you yes, have a snail following you for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask you if you yeah. would take the million dollars. I, would, I was just going to ask you if you're going to take the million dollars. I would take the not. million dollars. I would. But like... Yeah, <laughs> careful buddy i i don't know man i'd have to think about it bro i'd have to think about it really long and hard because that that snail's good to get you man i I hate the fact that that thing is just slowly chasing me and there's nothing i can do about it it's the hopelessness that really drives the point home that it's just the worst thing you could possibly go up against i just and imagining like this big enormous entity that you were talking about fuck yeah. that absolutely yeah, I, I, if you can, not if you can't do the if you're not gonna watch the film definitely just google what the creature looks like that's some shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah some, it's, oh, that's that funny, is man. awful yeah and the way it spreads in that film is also pretty hilarious oh my um, god so josuke makes it to the hospital like i think he like drives the bike like into the main like lobby area it's like, where is he? Not only you know? into the lobby area, man drives the, ho- the the hospital. Man drives the motorcycle into the hospital, into the elevator. Yes, yes, he did. I knew that there was definitely some hijinks with the with the motorbike. Yeah, and then just yeah, the yeah, feet yeah. plop onto the elevator. They're just like, <laughs> like I'm just like, no, no, nope, nope, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah can't stand it. Can't nah. stand it. Fuck that. So. So, um, yeah, so Josuke finally catches up to this dude's room, and he has, like, this cadre of women. I think he's in, like, a motorcycle gang or something. I and don't so know. There's, like, I, I, yeah, I think that was the thing, and that he, you know, these are, like, the like the, the girls in, in their gang, like, that are, like, taking care of him. But there's have, literally, like, a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead, and they, they are constantly fucking... hanging on his arm. They got fucking bokens. I'm like, why? Why do you have those in a That's hospital? What <laughs> that's what I think. I think they're members of a gang. I think they're a gang. Like, I think that's the thing. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. So they literally start beating the shit out of Josuke with them after Highway Star catches up with them. Well, yeah, because he, like, Highway Star catches up to Josuke and actually, like, latches on and starts draining his energy. So he can't really do much, you know? So yeah, he's, he's kind of. good suck, right? There. Yeah, he's kind of at the mercy of, um, fucking, I forgot his name already. Uh, of. Yuya. 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 Scooby Dooya. Got it. Uh, so all I can think of is because he's, like, a bloodhound. You know, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even hear the joke. So Scooby Doo, yeah, in like a week. So don't worry. <laughs> Scooby Doo, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Scooby Doo, shut up, bro. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like how you repeated the joke for me, not our <laughs> listeners. For you, for me. Listen, man. 
right you need now. The instant satisfaction. Right <laughs> now, you're the only one I'm talking to. All right. <laughs> if someone tweets at me Scooby Doo you next week, I'll be happy. But right now, you're the only one I'm talking. To. Uh, where are you, where are you, yeah, bro? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh we got some suck to do now oh uh, my god but yeah jesus. man yeah what, man what's new ubi do oh my god <laughs> jesus okay but, so <laughs> well that happened yeah um, so they're just beating gay. him up yeah 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 they're beating him up and like he's like oh yeah no don't don't worry about it girls you're not even he's not even worth it so apparently the thing about this dude is that he can smell really well Yes. So, like, that's where the whole, like, it can track you by scent thing comes in. Correct. Um, And he's so weird. He's so weird with the girls that he's around. He's just so yeah. weird. I hate he's like, that. He's like, one of you is on your period. I can smell it. Like, Ugh. what? Why All would right. you say that right, out dude. loud? And, like, why would the three of them be okay with that? Like, I don't I, know. I don't know. Uh, I don't really see a lot of, uh, like, simping for this dude. Like, I don't good. really see a lot of people, like, really interested in him. So, he good. has his own built-in simps, like. I know, because they knew that he was just going to be a flop of a character. But like, I don't know, man. I love Yuya. I like his style. I like Highway Star. I like his chin tattoo. I like his ascot. Like, I'm yes. not going to front. Like, he's one of my favorite characters in part four. Yeah, I mean, bringing back the Scooby-Doo point, he's like, he's Fred from the future. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's where Fred's going to end up. Unbelievable. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I kind of... We all know that Shaggy has a golden experience requiem, bro. So, uh like, yeah. <laughs> Shaggy is a stand. All right, like, let's be honest. <laughs> and it only takes and it only takes twenty five percent of his power to become a stand. <laughs> yeah. So while in Yuya's room, Josuke recovers his nutrients with an IV drip and heals Yuya's injuries so that he does not need to feel bad when he mercilessly pummels him without any guilt, extending his hospital. Stay. One of my favorite points in all of JoJo. I was this was one of my favorite scenes. All the time. He's literally just like, let me bring you back to full health so I can drop you right back down again. Like, <laughs> he literally get a, like, let me bring you back to life so I can kill you again. Like, can I, <laughs> can I run something past you real quick? Yes, please. This is Josuke's Steely Dan moment. Yes. This is, this yes. Is, Yes, this is Josuke's is. Here yours, here's your receipt moment. It's like, no, 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 no. I can heal you guys. Oh, no. I'm going to use this to be petty. I'm oh, going to use this to heal you God. and then beat your ass. That's what I love. I, can I be honest? I fucking love a petty hero. You know, yeah. I love yeah. a petty hero because that's realistic. Like, that's entirely Absolutely. realistic. If I had the ability to heal someone, uh, to heal someone completely like back to every completely back to full health and i i was just super mad at them i'd heal them back bring them down and bring them back again like you bring know back right again absolutely oh uh, true uh meanwhile back at the co meanwhile <laughs> back at the kawajiri household shinobu finds a cat hanging around the basement uh which leads us into episode 30 uh <laughs> Cats cat. love Yoshikage Kira. 
Dude, cats do be loving sociopaths. Like it's yeah, man. it's a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. Don't look I at my four cats. To know how many like serial killers have cats. Like, you know, that'd be interesting. Don't Mikey, don't look at me like that. <laughs> We've got one. Um <laughs> Upon discovering that this cat that had been chilling in their basement has a hole in its throat. <laughs> absolutely does uh shinobu sends kira down to the basement after being unable to force the cat out um yeah so um of course she kind of like can you like take care of this like you know big strong man type bullshit yeah um and she goes uh shinobu learns that she accidentally killed the cat when it got stabbed by glass shards she had like tried to force it out with a fucking broom. She had like broken a light fixture and accidentally killed the cat. Like outright dead. Cat is dead. Like we kn- we know this. Um, what is so, with what is with Iraqi and animals, man? Like he needs. You know to- what? I was thinking about it the other day. I I think it's kind of like going against the golden rule. You know, like the golden rule is like you don't kill the dog. Like, it's fucked up to kill the dog without, like, a story reason for it, you know? So, that like, is true. You know, I kinda, a lot of, like... I kind of admi- admire it. I'm not going to lie. I'd say the entirety of JoJo is like that because, like, all of these things that you, you're usually like, why would you fucking say that? That's a terrible thing to say. He just fucking goes for it, you know? Yeah. Or, like, a lot of these animes, they, um, I'm just going to be honest, they, they kind of, like... They have the women on screen more because they're like more appealing to the majority of the human race. Like, right. but JoJo is the total opposite. You know, they <laughs> they bench the women and just like I love, like I love the way this is a literal opposite of all anime. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is JoJo Bizarre Adventure is the yeah. antithesis to all anime. <laughs> Anti-me, if you anti-me. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's Spider-Man's caretaker. <laughs> I I wish I could stop doing what we're doing right now. I wish it wasn't the middle of this podcast so that I could stop doing it. <laughs> you walk from your apartment all the way to my house just to slap me. It's just two hours of dead air and just a wet noodle. All right. Just a quick... I've- and then two more hours, it's just like... All right, we're back. Uh, <laughs> July 15th, part one. Um, <laughs> so, after being buried in the garden, a, the cat reincarnates as the strange plant slash stand known as Stray Cat, gradually piecing together what had happened, um, which was it got stabbed by the stand arrow, which is why it had a hole in its throat, uh, while learning it can manipulate compressed air. <laughs> That's fucking bananas like he just like okay we've got a cat it's dead it gets reincarnated as a plant that's also a cat i'm like okay it's definitely gonna have some sort of like plant power or like something natural because it's a mixture of an animal and a plant nah uh iraqi's like nope give it a pressure gun (laughs) it's just gonna be a bloodthirsty airbender we're just gonna make that happen How's that? No, I, I'll say it again. I will literally reiterate. I've made this point. I'm going to reiterate it. If Araki hasn't done drugs, this series is twice as impressive as it is. 
<laughs> like easily. This is like easily. this. This kind of makes me want to do an Avatar: The Last Airbender series because Say less. this stand is exactly as deadly as Aang could have been. Right. Totally. Right. The so air nomads were the air nomads were the most dangerous. I will put it out there. You know what? If if there was a Yo. rogue among them, the world would be over. <laughs> Yo, once I saw that motherfucker in Korra taking the oxygen out of people's lungs, I'm like, oh, yeah. thank, we got the good one. Thank okay. God the air nomads were just that monks and nomads. Thank fucking God. <laughs> Anyway, um, shout it out, shout it out on Twitter if you need an Atla episode from us. I'm sure Ray. Will oh play. yeah. Oh please. Um, Stray Cat attempts to get his revenge on Shinobu with Kira nearly getting himself killed in the process. Kira appears to Stray Cat's feline nature and hides it in the attic after seeing its potential use to him. And also, side note: when he puts it in the attic, he discovers that if it's not in sunlight, it goes to sleep. That's pretty useful. Right. So, the next day, Hayato is attacked by Stray Cat when he accidentally exposes it to sunlight while investigating the attic. I, I just wanted to explain that first, because it would have been strange just flowing into the next sentence without explaining that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hayato closes the window and puts Stray Cat's back to sleep and hides before being discovered by Kira, realizing for good that the man is not his real father. Oh, yeah. Whoo! Whoo, baby! Yeah, so Stray Cat... Um, definitely the Chekhov's gun of this series. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with the phrase. Yep, absolutely. So, for the folks at home, Anton Chekhov playwright uh, stated famously that if you have a gun in the first act, it has to fire in the third. Yes. So, Stray exactly. Cat is coming back into this narrative a little bit. Oh, yeah. They, th that's like, that is too dangerous a reveal to be, like, left out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, so now we've got an interesting little setup here where I feel like we will do this and then this will probably be the best place for us to, to rest uh, because this is an odd one for jo for JoJo, but a very important day in, in the canon. So we've got July 15th, Thursday, part one of four. Ooh. A four-parter episode. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like we had, I think, I don't know. Had we had, we had probably had at least three parters in the past. But um, it's always crazy when you part episode like three part episodes in like concept are usually reserved for the end. You know, they're reserved for the end of the show. But right. like this was crazy that all of this needed to be in its own. This could is like a mini movie. This whole sequence of episodes. Yeah, and and I I you know sometimes like uh, when I was watching it with with Abby like we have to like you know if you're like okay this next one's uh like however much parter two parter, um she's like all right we'll wait you know like you have to kind yeah. of ex to take it in all at all at once you because, have to strategically you know, plan your watchings for things like this truly truly very much um all right so uh a July fifteenth part one. Uh, Yoshihiro, a.k.a. Uh, Heartfather, uh, recognizing Kira in his new appearance, notices he is being followed by Hayato. Uh, later, on July 15th, Josuke and Okiyasu come across Mikutaka, who spots a stand user named Toyohiro Kendashi Ken living on an electrical pylon. <laughs> so, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so this right is, uh, then. This is a thing that happens for sure. Um, so this is uh, all of these things are happening all at once throughout these four part episodes. So this is what Josuke and Okiyasu are doing. They're um, just fucking being weird, man. Like it's <laughs> just Josuke yeah. and Okiyasu, like dumb and dumber, just walking around the town, and they find out this pylon is occupied. Yeah, and like they're like, I think I see laundry. Like I see, like oh my, uh, is that a garden? Like is someone? Oh my god, someone's yeah. living. Okiyasu's like, Okiyasu's like, there's a fucking dude up there. Like what? <laughs> Just a dude just living on like a, a cell phone tower. Just much. an it's entire dude. Wild. Like, yeah. it was amazing because so. uh, Miki Taka was like, he's like, hey, let me turn into a pair of binoculars so you can see it. And yep. he's just like, yeah, no, there's a dude up there. And Okuyasu's like, we should go bother him. <laughs> we should go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, let's go check this shit out. Just to. Just to tell people, it's like, hey, we talked to a dude living outside. Like, uh, what? Oh, my uh, God. So when Josuke spots Yoshihiro, Heartfather, uh, talking with him, he steps inside the pylon and falls under the spell of Kenadachi's stand, Superfly, being come, being trapped <sighs> inside uh, the... Inside the pylon until someone else takes his this is This is one of those stands where it was just like, what are we calling this one? Um, I, I don't know, like towers. I, I don't know. Fuck it, Superfly. Who cares? Superfly. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to matter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of charmed by the name. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't like see the connection, but like, you know, it's 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 one of the only ones that doesn't have a stupid ass other name. So yeah, I, it's <laughs> just weird. This one in particular is like extra weird you know what i mean it is a cell phone tower there's like not much else to sell you about it yeah so. it's that's it you can just go outside your house and probably see one of those like at least three of them around right you can do that so, right now now <laughs> uh toyohiro can leave now he can leave the pylon and not josuke's trapped here until someone else takes his place josuke and okiyasu use shining diamond and the hand to, to attempt to destroy the pylon only to discover it reflects out any damage that it receives. So Wild. weird. So That's like weird. the cool part of this end. To me. That's yeah. Like the, the valuable part of it, I suppose. Oh, yeah. It, it's cool. You know, it's literally you trick like you trick this uh, trick a person into getting in there and that's it. You know, they beat themselves <laughs> up. Like you just watch from the outside as this shit goes down. Truly, yeah, truly that, and it's it's like it's one of the I, I it's part of the stands, the series of stands in this show and manga that I really find the most interesting, which is what I th I think they refer to them as independent stands, like yeah. they operate with like outside of their user, like even if they have yeah like, yeah original user, right? Like I like that; those are kind of cool, you know that that, mm -hmm. but it's also kind of scary that a stand can just be anywhere it could be anywhere it could be anything i think it's uh i gotta i think i gotta shout out uh kurt from getting the robot on youtube where i was watching when i first started getting into jojo i was like what the fuck is a stand like i don't know and there's a video and it's just like 
the stands can do a variety of things. They can, you know, they can be super strong, uh, fly, or be a cell phone tower. You know, like it's <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's a perfect way to uh to you know describe JoJo to somebody. I think. Yeah. There, like, there is no. I will go on record and say there is no coherent way to describe JoJo to another human being out of like out of context and make it make sense. There's no way to do it. There's no way. I, I've tried. I've certainly tried. Yeah. It's uh, impossible. <laughs> it is an impossible task. JoJo is an entirely in context experience, and you have to know that. So, wanting to help, Mikitaka confronts Kendachi, entering the pylon, allowing Josuke to escape but becoming trapped himself. So what a sad, fucking bro. But, like, so cool. Like, what an absolute bro Mikitaka is. Like, unbelievable. He just get, he went in there. He's like, yeah, no. Uh, so if I'm in here, you can leave. And he's yeah. like, what? No, that's not how this. We're going to go beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, but he uses earth, wind and fire to amazing effect in this episode. Yes, like, he, he does. It, like it's kind of all over for him. But yeah. he does end up besting Toyohiro. And he's just like, wait, please don't hurt me. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. a goblin of a man. So, like, I love this episode because the whole like the whole tower reflecting damage back is really a cool concept it, it makes for a really cool fight inside this tower and you know toyohiko is the guy's name uh toyohiro the toyohiro toyohiro actually knows how to damage the tower in a way that it will hurt josuke without him being able to counter Pretty cool. I, as cool as you could make a cell phone tower stand. Yeah, it's really, really interesting to see that happen. And then Josuke being able to repair damage is also an interesting contender in this fight. Correct. So I, I really love where they took this. This is a lot of fun. And Toyohiro is an interesting character, too. I wish we kind of got a little more of him, you know? You do. You just have to wait till the last episode. Yeah, it was like it's like whatever. You know, like, it's like an ending. Like, uh, look how much fun we had with all these characters. Yes, like exactly. That like, it's literally <laughs> like you see you see him waving in the credits. <laughs> like shit. No, nah, like honestly, him and Mikitaka have that uh, cute little interaction. Actually, yeah, um, I, know. I like that they're homies. You know, that's kind of yeah. cool. But, Which is what happens. They're just like, he's just like, all right, I, I'm not going to hurt you anymore. Uh, meanwhile, as something troubling happens at the Higashikata household, Rohan, who had noticed Hayato's behavior, is approached by a strange man. Mm, um, and yeah. I'm going to talk about what's happening in the Higashikata household real quick. Um, Tomoko comes home and is complaining that Josuke ate some of her food. And there's just a guy in the kitchen just, just lurking. Just a fucking dude. Yeah. Scary. Real scary. 100%. Um, and that leads to July 15th, Thursday, part two. Uh, Rohan is greeted by Masazo Kinoto, an architect sent to evalu evaluate the damages done to his house. Oh, this episode. Oh, yeah. I hate Yo. this. No, man, this is a cool stand, man. All right. So, um, Rohan uses Heaven's Door to find nothing suspicious besides an aversion to people looking at, uh, uh, at Masazo's back. So he just has a big, big thing about, like, 
him other people seeing his back aversion like, is not the word i would use obsession I think. i'd say crippling phobia like Wild. it's it's like a phobia to the actual literal definition like the thought the mere thought of the possibility of it happening debilitates you yeah and i uh, you can see why yeah 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 uh, Right, so meanwhile, Josuke climbs up the pylon to rescue Mikitaka and confront Kendachi, who used- Oh shit, we're still in the fight, sorry. We, like, wrapped up the episode. <laughs> it's still going on. Hey, how's it feel? Oh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, so this is what it's like. <laughs> Hello from the other side! Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh my, oh, my goodness. God. Wow, okay. Alright. Feel like something <laughs> happened there. So I, I had an evolution, a level up there. Um Okay. I feel like I understand him better. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> who uses calculative cuts on the pylon to attack Josuke from all angles. Uh as Colton said, Josuke uses crazy diamonds healing ability to send the bolts of energy back to their origin and defeat King Dashi. Uh resigning himself to stay inside the pylon forever, King Dashi reveals that he heard Yoshihiro say that another stand user has allegedly eliminated a man named Koichi. Oh no! Oh yeah. So like, obviously this freaks out Josuke and Okiyasu, who up until this point had kind of like fucked off from Koichi, so yeah, it was really was... nice to see them that upset and like worried about their friend. Oh hell yeah, especially Okuyasu. Okuyasu like just, just became a homie. And he's mm-hmm. just like, you, you're telling me the kid that tried to kill me three weeks ago was in trouble? Fuck that! Let's go! <laughs> I'm never gonna leave his sight. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Dumb, dumb king. But he is mm-hmm. so nice. So Josuke enlists our new friend Yuya's help in tracking Koichi's scent in exchange for healing the new injuries that Josuke had inflicted. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. He's like, I need a favor. He's like, fuck you, you threw me out of a window. He's like, you're healed. He's like, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love so, that. I love that he just left him in the hospital. So good. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Good. Not only that, he leaves him in the fountain of the hospital outside. <laughs> like, leaves him in worse condition than he came to the hospital in. Amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, I really like uh, this stand. However, I do need to mention that I remember something interesting about Yuya's interaction here. Um, he says, like, uh, look, Josuke, I'll help you, but like, if it comes down to a fight, no, like I'm not helping you. I'm not. Gonna yeah. Do He's like, whatever. Fuckhead. Like, okay, whatever. Do your do your sniff sniff, and let's do this. Come on. Yeah, so, literally. Uh, enlisting Yuya's help in tracking Koichi's scent. Uh, Josuke encounters the stand user Terunos- Terunosuke Miyamoto, who suddenly disappears and is replaced by an unconscious Tomoko. So Josuke just like fucking like just catches his mom. Out of nowhere, like art, like Tomoko out of nowhere, bro. Yeah, uh, for like, real. And he's just like, "What the fuck, mom? Like, are you okay?" And yeah, like, and he's, he's just talking, around. just talking to this Marek Ishtar looking motherfucker. Just he like he does, he does, he does look like Marek Ishtar. You're 100 percent right. 
Um, really cool, underrated stand, though. Yeah, um, crazy fucking stand. Yeah. Uh, unbeknownst to Josuke, Miyamoto had used his stand Enigma to turn Koichi and Tomoko into pieces of paper after witnessing their tics when they are afraid and is now waiting to observe what Josuke's tick is. Uh, quick question. Do you think you know or do you, do you think you could guess what your nervous tick is when you my, show that I, you're afraid? I already know what my nervous tick is. My nervous are tick sure? is talking. My nervous tick is I do not shut up. Like, that's, that's just how it is. I just don't. I am afraid of silence. And, you know, it, it's just being in the radio industry has taught me that silence is bad. And, like, I am uh, all my life, you know, I've hated being in a quiet room. You know, mm. I just couldn't handle it. The, the, the silence is too loud, if you know what I mean. Like, uh -huh. you know, you know what? This is actually making me feel it's actually making me feel good because there's actually been several times where you and I just chill and there is absolutely no talking going on whatsoever. Yeah. So. Like, you know, that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, there's there's a lot of time. And you notice, like, I will always try to fill little gaps of silence when I with talking. That's just what radio reflexively has done to me. But also right. at the same time, if I'm sitting in a quiet room, like, it's not even hearing my own thoughts. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. the lack of stimulation drives me crazy. I <laughs> hate it. Like wow. my big, you know, like how like video game bosses have that big red glowing weak spot. My big red glowing weak spot is in my head and it is just right. take away my ability to hear things. I'm like, ah! like it freaks me out, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I have no doubts. Um, I think my nervous tick is probably like crossing my arms, like defensive posing, I think. Yeah. Like I mean something like that. Like. Just I sort feel of like, like trying to like, okay, if I'm super tight, nothing can hurt me. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, either that or like just putting myself in a bracing stance is kind of like uh, a thing for me. <laughs> where like I'll, I'll put the one foot back in case like some shit goes down, and I need to like keep myself upright, you know. Mm. So <laughs> that's been right. like my my martial arts training at work. You know, kind of just putting myself in a position where if I get hit, I won't be incapacitated. So, right. Uh, speaking of incapacitated, uh, we've got episode thirty-three, July fifteenth, Thursday, part three. Um, overcome by his curiosity, Rohan lays a trap for Kinoto, incapacitating him so that he can see his back. Oh God! Uh, speaking of big red glow and weak spots and being in my head, this is another one. Oh no, this stand is you another one. You don't like one. something like this? <laughs> no, this is the direct opposite. I'm a very weird person. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Not only wow. can I not handle silence, I can't handle over-talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be right. You got to pick a lane, brother. I can't, <laughs> I can't. I have to be in the middle lane. If this, Because I have ADHD, and I, will mm -hmm. get, I can get distracted at the the drop of a hat if oh, sure. i had this little fucking goblin on my back talking to me constantly 
I would jump off a bridge within 10 minutes. I would be like, if I heard that there's no way to, either that or I would show it to the nearest person. Like, I don't care. I'd be like, get off of me. <laughs> Kinoto, Kinoto dies from his back, ripping open the moment that Rohan looks at it. As the self-aware stand, cheap trick attaches to Rohan's back. Oh, yeah. So that is the thing. So once you show your back to somebody, once you're infected with Cheap Trick, it kills you and passes on to someone else. Yeah. Like a yeah. parasite. It's and also really cool. Also another really cool, like, um, connection to, like, the term, like, the band Cheap Trick. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Of course. And not only that, but this is another one of those independent stands. Technically, it switches users. Yes. Yes. Pretty cool. Yeah, we don't know where the origin is though, which is interesting. Um, it what, however, is was created by uh, Yoshihiro because Cheap Trick proceeds to hassle Koichi. Koichi, wait, uh, Rohan. Rohan. This this thing says this thing says Ro uh, Koichi, but it's definitely Rohan. Sorry, the Cheap Trick proceeds to hassle Rohan into burning the Kira suspect photos. So that's the big thing. Oh yeah. Like he's just like, ah, oh, he told me that you should have some photos. You should kill. You should burn those. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, hey, burn the photos, burn Literally. the photos. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Nope. Yeah. So you wouldn't like having like something attached to you, oh, like something fuck like haunting no. you. Oh fuck no! I I haunt me. Like I <laughs> like I can't handle another haunting. Oh. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, uh, Josuke and Miyamoto's fight resumes, uh, with Miyamoto revealing that he has trapped Koichi in a piece of paper and traps Josuke after goading him into revealing his nervous tick, biting his lower lip. Oh, yeah. Despite initially not wanting to get involved in fight, Yuya is moved by Josuke's resolve and goes after Miyamoto, encountering several paper-hidden traps that eventually culminates in a shredder that threatens to shred both Josuke and Koichi. So yeah, uh, Yuya, probably not used to fighting, probably very high single target damage type guy. Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Despite being overcome by fear of falling under uh, the power of uh, Miyamoto's stand Enigma, uh, Yuya, to, uh, by the way, Enigma, one of the coolest designs of a stand oh, ever. Oh, by far. Bar. I Ever. love that. I love like the uh when you actually get caught by it, it does that like mosaic thing, like the, the yeah. Kingdom Hearts ass thing. Like, oh, it's so cool. Yuya takes advantage of his paper like state to reach into the shredder and free Josuke and Koichi. Receiving a pummeling from a vengeful Josuke, Miyamoto is trapped in the form of a book with Josuke, later donating it to the library. Yeah. Yeah. This kit has, in the sake of in in this in the span of this one season, has condemned two people to a bound existence in this town. Oh, he created oh, a rock yeah. man and a book man. Yep, yes, he did. He said, Ridiculous. "Fuck these two in particular." Like I just love it, and I love the absolute unbelievable pettiness that this man that this man has like it's so funny it's so funny the pettiness of the jojo protagonists truly all right i think we're gonna get into our last 
part for the evening. We've got our final part, four-parter, July 15th, Thursday, part four. Um, unable to get Koichi to take him seriously without risking either of their lives, Rohan attempts to reach the Morio Grand Hotel to see Jotaro without letting anyone see his back, despite cheap tricks and things. So, all of that crazy shit that the architect dude was doing, Rohan now has to do yeah. in order to get across town. But the thing is, it's pretty on brand for Rohan. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's like, people in the town know that he's a fucking weirdo, man. And like, okay, maybe he's just method acting. Maybe he's getting <laughs> in the role for his next manga. Truly, right? Oh. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. God, what a... What a weirdo. Hoisted on his own petard for being such a fucking freak. Dude. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, doing this and everyone's like, oh, there goes Rohan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, it's serious this time. Like, right. Okay. We can't see your back. All right, cool. Just keep <laughs> making good manga. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing that the town menace can be excused for just making good manga? <laughs> Literally. That's how it works. Or at least that's how at least that's how Iraqi wants it to work. Oh god. <laughs> um Cheap Trick attempts to get several cats and dogs to attack Rohan t- so that they could see his back. Only for the animals to be shooed off by Koichi as he eventually believes Rohan's story. Oh yeah, it was so funny. Cheap Trick was like, I told them all you hate dogs and you've killed so many cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally like him kind of getting revenge on himself. Like Oh my god. Koichi tries to remove Cheap Trick from Rohan's back using Echo's Act 3 and, uh, you know, kind of just, like, pushing gravity on it until it falls off. Yeah. Uh, Only to discover that doing so will damage Rohan's back as well. Uh, Despite appearing to have gone insane as he shows his back to Koichi, Rohan reveals that they are, in fact, at the moment, in Ghost Alley. And we all know what happens when you turn around in Ghost Alley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Didn't think it worked on stands, but that's fine. He's just like, I am going to write this in, and I'm going to use this again so that you guys don't forget about it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I Cheap love this. Cheap Trick is dragged away by the spectral hands with Rohan hoping that the stand ends up in hell. Love that. Oh, uh, it's so good. Meanwhile, Hayato witnesses Kira killing a couple with his ability and catches it on film, something that Kira is quick to notice. And then Kira does the most horrific confrontation in all of anime. <laughs> like, the bath scene, bro. Oh, the bath scene. Ew. Oh my God. It's like, let me wash your back. This is like, you know that I am a killer. Like, Let me wash your back, like, small child, who now now you are well aware is not mine. <laughs> oh, True. God. Yep. Uh, Kira confronts Hayato and prepares to kill him, only for Hayato to reveal that he has set up various cameras and videotapes that would threaten to expose his identity if Kira attempts to kill him or his mother. So Hayato uh, has been like trying to, like, protect this, like, little videotape the whole time, but as soon as, like, Kira starts to threaten him, he's like, you're not gonna do fucking shit because I've already caught you. So yeah. if you try to kill me or my mom, whatever, you're gonna do that, but the, I'll be able to expose you. 
Yeah, no matter and, what, like if if you don't know where all the ta- if you don't know where all the tapes are, then you're fucked. Literally. And that's that's honestly where we're gonna we're stop for tonight. But oh yeah, it it leads to probably one of the more wild, um, you know, sections of this story and how it sort of uh, plays out in the next uh, like four six episodes or so. Um, but it was really cool to see Hayato kind of get one over on on Kira. Yeah, it was really good, and like it, it's good to see him shaking in his fucking boots. You know what I mean? Good. Like it's really it. <laughs> good to see that. Like, oh, I love, I love when these arrogant killers just get the nervousness and the fear that they invoke on other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 100%. so satisfying. It's so good. and from a child, a child put him in this position. Right, and it runs back to the uh, the confrontation between him and Koichi when he finds out his identity and his name, like. Kira thinks that he's this like extremely intelligent, like hyper smart dude that is like pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, but he keeps getting found out by these extremely resourceful younger people. Yeah. It's not something that he can handle. Literally Clearly, children. Kira doesn't take this one very well. <laughs> no, literally fucking children are finding out his plans, and he's like, that's not happening. That is impossible. Like, and yeah. you know what, though? I will say children are much smarter than we give them credit for. They think of the absolute most batshit reasons for things, and sometimes that's the reason. Ah, uh, yeah. Because they're, cause they're kids, I think, because they don't have the same perspectives that we have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think that this show, this arc of JoJo is so much fun, and it's so much fun to watch a killer get taken down. I'm just like, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, dude, this is really the the kind of the beginning of a, what we do, we as the audience will eventually find as an uptick in the the Kira existence, but also kind of also leads to his inevitable downfall. Oh, of down, course. Down the way. You know, the night is always darkest before the dawn. It's like it's it's building up to a climax and resolution. You know, it's yeah. I I love this kind of shit. I love it. I'm here for it. This is um, like, I'm so glad I stuck with part four because I didn't, like I said in the other podcast, I didn't like it at the beginning, but I'm really no. glad I stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I recently just rewatched it and uh, we're on to, we're on onward and upward to the first couple episodes of part five now. Yeah. But Abby says so far that it's her favorite season. Yeah. It's so, good. Uh, it's so good. It's so much fun. But I, I just want to, on a serious note, by the way, I want to just bring this back because the reason we wanted to do JoJo this week so bad, um, we're going to do a proper show about this next topic. We're going to do a really actual proper show about it. But we just wanted to dedicate this one episode to Billy Kamet's voice of Josuke, uh, voice of so many other unbelievable characters, voice of White Blood Cell and Cells at Work, Voice right. of the illustrious Ferdinand von Eyer in Fire oh, Emblem yes. Three Houses. And we just so much voiceover work and such a great dude overall. Like so much fun to to watch and so much fun to hear how much he loved his craft. You know, like one of my one of my introductions to, to him as a voice actor was remember when they did that that three houses actual like classroom bit? where all the voice actors and actresses were in there and they were just doing like 
really dumb games and like answering questions about the the uh games they were in no i I don't think so actually it was cute not very exposed i was not very exposed to billy kamitz uh until learning about his you know recent illness and obviously his connection to josuke um but yeah i i can imagine that like the uh there's just been such an outpouring of support from the from the va community yeah uh seems like he was such a cool guy and you know he has all of these awesome roles and clearly was great at what he did yeah and, you know what he will continue to do just a very will go back and play his games just a very light up light up a room kind of person you know like a very pleasant person to be around and pleasant person to interact with and just could read a room like crazy and just be a homie in any group and i thought that was really really cool and you know just pouring one out for billy cam pouring one out for his family and all of his fans which there are many of and we just wanted to say that we're we're gonna miss him very 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 much and no one quite like him if i can belabor a short uh you know musical reference if it you know it is you know kind of related shine on you crazy diamond absolutely shine on you crazy diamond shine on i actually i saw a tweet someone put out where it's like a tea time with ferdinand and he's like you'll remember me forever won't you i was like no don't do that to me like we will i think we we will will. we will Uh, absolutely so, um, you know, I there's it's really kind of, you know, after so much fun and so much laughs, it's a bit of a serious note to yeah, end on. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't want to do know, this at the top of the show because in in the spirit of this, we wanted to keep it light and fun and upbeat and, you know, just make everybody laugh. That's what we try I, to do. I know that uh I know that several people have uh tweeted out there is a a GoFundMe for funeral uh expenses. Um so, uh, and if you could, uh, we'll probably put a link to that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, do what you can, uh, for someone who gave so much, uh, to us and gave, provided us with so much good times and so many great heroes and characters. Yeah, absolutely. Just a powerhouse VA that will be sorely missed. And, uh, we love you, Billy. Thanks so much for everything. All right. Well, um, you know us, you know our plugs. We're going to give all the time back to, to Billy this this episode, I think. Absolutely. Our plugs are in the description. You can go scroll down there. All right. We're back to finish out part four next time. Um, and uh, that'll be the end of our, our breakdown breakdown of oh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Absolutely. And I can't wait to break down breakdown the next few episodes because they are bananas. And I can't wait. I was so excited. Right. Banana sandwiches, my boy. Hell yeah. Good night, everybody. Goodbye.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.